Greetings, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Televoid. I'm one of your hosts, Mara Kate Elliott, and I am joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, LaToya Ferguson. Hey, LaToya. Greetings and salutations. Hey, and we are joined by a special re- returning guest, Lisa Schinninger. What's up, Lisa? Hello. How are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm good. LaToya, not so much. Not so I don't much, think, yeah. We Whoa. watched The X-Files, something that Latoya has always been traumatized and hated since childhood. Uh, season 1, episode 9, of course, Space. Uh, the worst episode of the show, without question, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know who would say otherwise, but... It, I mean, I know there's some competition with 3, right? Yeah. Always says three. 3. Or, like, last season stuff. Mm-hmm. The movies. People always joke and put the movies as the worst episode. <laughs> but I think this is definitely the worst one, because literally, it's... It's almost unwatchable, and not just because, like, LaToya hated it from a childhood place. This is hard to watch. Like, there are moments when I was zoning out, I'm like, wait a minute, yeah. what just well, happened? Well, I was gonna say, I've seen this probably dozens of times, and I don't remember, like, most of what happens in the episode, because first of all, there isn't much that happens. No. And second of all, barely. like, you reach a point, like, five or ten minutes in, where you just realize that you have not just, like, digested anything that's going on, like... It's just all passively coming at you and you have no memory. Um, no, and they don't ever really try to keep you up to date on what's happening. Like, it just sort of moves along. It's just leisurely pace. Yeah. It's- There's a point 20 minutes in where my notes are just like, how have 20 minutes gone by? Nothing has gone on besides, like, launch sequences. It was insane. Yeah, there's a couple of spots where, like, somebody will say something and then another character in the next scene will repeat the same information. Yes! But it's all like... It's like all that bullshit Fox, like, translating to Dana, like, she doesn't know <laughs> oh, how to fucking yeah. understand. It's... That was infuriating. The, the first oh two God. notes in my notebook, I stopped taking notes at a, at a point very, <laughs> very quickly in the episode, but my first note is, um, aka garbage as the episode title, and then yeah. right under that it says, aka sexist garbage, because you're right, he does, yeah. he, like, has to translate this, it's the most boring techno babble I've ever heard in my entire life, and I'm a NASA nerd, like... That's like I eat that shit up, and even yeah. I'm like, oh my god! Either it makes no sense, or it's so boring that you're just like, who cares? So I think for this episode of the show, we should probably do a, a little bit uh, a, t- a change of pace from what we normally do, because mm-hmm. I don't think we could go through bit by bit no, for the episode because it's just impossible it's... to do. Oh my god! If we did that, we would be here for like three hours, and I would just oh. be repeating launch sequence yeah. <laughs> again and again. So basically what happens is there's a there's a NASA it's all about NASA which I actually want to say before we really get into the episode it's odd for a show that's all about aliens. This is one of the few space-centric episodes, really. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's because, it, like, this put a sour taste in its mouth, because it was such a poorly... I don't know. I think it was probably poorly received, because it was not good even for, like, the original first right. series yeah. or season kind of good. But, like, it was really one of the rare episodes that were, like... It was not just about space at large. Like, it was about, like like, working in the space station, because from what I remember, although there were, like, you know, like, brief passes with, like, you know, shadowy organizations that, like, deal with the the repercussions of being in space, this is one of the few episodes that really deal with, like, going to Mm -hmm. space and being an astronaut and that kind of stuff, which you'd think, actually, as it was happening, I'm like, oh, this is kind of, like, the bread and butter of the show, though, because if it's all about aliens, the people with the most interaction usually would actually be space, like, you know, people in space, mm-hmm. but instead it's usually just, like, like Jim Bob from the farm gets, like, abducted on the show. Yeah. Like, this show is traditionally more just, like, a cop show that happens to be about aliens, yeah. whereas this was, like, much more science-y, and it well, got Well, I think boring. part of the reason why they never revisited this kind of an environment again is 
like you said, it was so poorly received at the time. It was so boring. It was, um, they were actually filming this when the first episode aired. So like while they were filming this, they were getting the reaction from the very first episode and realizing that they had like this phenomenon in the making. And I think that kind of creeped everybody out. Like they didn't know what to do. It also was supposed to be a bottle episode, like a really low budget. And they ended up going over budget by a lot because of that mission control uh, set with the computers. And yeah, the- they had to have probably... Re- like, I mean, that was a full set. Yeah. I mean, I guess that most of the, the, the imagery is, like, public domain, mm-hmm. I guess. But, like, you know, the whole mission control thing at the time, to have that many even, like, fake computers... Right. That was still a lot of stuff. And people were, like, duping around on computers. Yeah. And it, it felt very... Well, and it just... Like, the direction was so poor. Like, you'd be, like, these boring static shots of, like, people sitting at monitors and then, like, a close-up of a monitor with some buttons. And it was like, what the fuck? Like, well, back then it like passed for like oh, edgy tech. No, I, I mean even at the time it was it was boring as shit. Like so, I remember, well, I mean it was night, wasn't it? Nineteen ninety three. It was Na- early nineties. Is basically the eighties. Yeah, well, and this show really like drove that home for sure. Yeah, only for well, Apollo thirteen was only what like two years later. Yeah, that was also a feature film, right? But yeah, I'm saying true. like the technology was there. And to TV make it was exciting. considered this was not, but TV was considered much and in- less and in- like much more inferior oh, yeah. at that no, time. No, the budget oh, was this a is fraction, one of the shows. But I'm saying like they, the reason that it's so boring is they wanted the story to be about these astronauts that were in danger because of the <laughs> presence. Just like, but they couldn't afford to shoot a bunch of pe- a bunch of. Were fake there astronauts. other astronauts between? Ed, but besides Ed Ladder, I literally don't know. Well, Wasn't he the only astronaut in the episode? Yeah. It was supposed to be the astronauts that were in the, the space actual shuttle. like space yeah. shuttle, but like you never ever saw right, them until they the very end. The funeral. <laughs> they couldn't afford to build a set. They couldn't afford. They to couldn't make afford the actors. Like, they had yeah. one voice actor speaking on behalf of the entire crew. Mm-hmm. It was insane. It was. It's. It's <sighs> one of the poorest episodes. I mean. And, like, Chris Carter, I think we all know, is not, like, a strong writer by any stretch of the imagination. And he wrote this whole thing basically, like, what if the face on Mars was, like, an actual presence that was sabotaging something? And it was like, okay, and then what? But he but never finished it. I feel like they it. gave up the idea of what it even was sabotaging and what the point was, because all it is is just a thing that's, like, lurking. Yeah. Like, there's no actual menace. Well, like, there's no backstory. Like, is he it's the just one? A weird is thing. Belt the one? Okay, so the story is Colonel Belt is, like, he used to be an astronaut. Now he's in charge of the shuttle program. And it turns out right. he's been uh, possessed. Sabotaging yeah, he's it. been possessed by this alien presence that got him on a mission, which I'll get, I'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know how the fuck that, but he's been like uh, sabotaging the shuttle program. Right. So little bits, but of the how shuttle, do they like figure this things. out? They go and they find x-rays that he ordered that show the sabotaged pieces. And it's like, well, wait, hold on. If he's the guy sabotaging them, why is he also producing evidence that he's the guy because that sabotaged that's, them? And then they try and write it off as that, that classic, like, but he's not really that bad a guy. Yeah. He was trying to hit it as he was being possessed the whole time. Yeah, he was trying. Like, he knew the possessed thing was doing it. And he was trying all... to stop them, but he never stopped. Oh, my God. It's just, it does not make any sense. We haven't sense. even gotten to the challenger bit they throw down. Oh, which I don't yeah. even know what to say about that. No, but that we'll get gross. to that later on. So let's just jump back. Yeah. Pl- so the plot is he's been sabotaging it. Um, this recent like as up till now um last like two weeks ago or i guess the, the first like scene of the episode is two weeks ago um they they realized it was some small defect that would have caused the entire sh- shuttle to blow up upon uh launch and they they stopped it but they're still pushing forward to do it again two weeks later because you know money and mm-hmm. you know nasa and, and budgets and if they don't deliver the payload they'll get their con- their their funding cut and the Space program will be depleted and blah blah. So it's all about like the capitalistic stuff, which is that's where it's you know, 
it's always been kind of like, you know, whether or not you believe in space for the capital gains right. of, like, resource management or the mystery. And I think Fox, especially, is there to represent the, like, little boy, like, thing. Where he's yeah, just like, like, he talks about... Space is so cool! Yeah, he talks about he really stayed not. up to watch, like, the astronaut, Colonel Belt, when he was an astronaut, he stayed up to watch his missions Oh my TV god, well, alright, like, we don't have to go scene by scene, but we should talk about that one scene when... when that's terrible, I hate this show. <laughs> when Mulder first meets... <laughs> Colonel Bell. Oh God, he is I like, like I was just terrified of the show, but like that made me hate the show. That was it was so it was such a dumb Fox moment where he's just like I'm a big fan, sir. Yeah, and he's just like shaking his hand, and then I do like the skull. I was just like, she, oh, I thought you were gonna wait around and get an autograph <laughs> or something. Like, geez. yeah, and Colonel Bell's like, uh, like hilarious. Um, and it was nice to see Fox actually engage because usually yeah. he's such a detached like doesn't give a shit about anything but like he was so unbearable like it would have been one thing if he was just like a little like fanboy of space and then just like you know whatever yeah. but then he had to like translate all there the was space mumbo jumbo where... to, to Scully and yeah they're talking about what they're gonna do like the mission control people are talking about what they're gonna do and she turns to Mulder and she's like what does that mean and he goes it means they're gonna stop talking to the shuttle right Five seconds later, they do something, and Scully's like, what just happened? And he's like, they stopped talking to the shuttle. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it was literally as if someone was speaking in French, and he yeah, was translating like, for her. It was insane. She just, oh my god, that was just the most egregious thing. Like, I know you have minutes to fill, and you need words to fill them, because we can't have these incredibly long, boring shots of people just standing there. But And like, if you're gonna have your character be that in need of, like, a translation for everything... Just don't show all of those scenes. Just show one scene where she's gotten things translated mm-hmm. to, and then cut to later. Instead of watching him literally relay the events bit by bit as they happen. Like, we don't need to see three versions of, yes, liftoff. Like, that's kind of yeah. what they sat there for. I do like that Dana Scully is the kind of person who sat in mission control while a shuttle was launched and was like, eh. Like, <laughs> she, leaves the, she leaves mission control, and he's like, that was amazing! It was like a boyhood fantasy, and she's like, Calm down, Mulder. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was mission control, Scully. Like, why is she acting so... It was like they, it was like a role reversal where now she was so nonplussed by the fact that they were just in... Like, I'm not even that big a space nerd. I do like space, but I'm not, like, a nerd. Like, I'm, like you know, following the, the lunar updates and stuff. But, like, I would still be like, damn, I'm in mission control mm-hmm. during a space launch. That's a huge fucking deal. And they were just like... Well, Mulder, of course, is basically jumping up and down with a big, like, pointy <laughs> finger. That's the equivalent of the faces he's getting. Yeah. But she's just like, ugh, this is so boring. Yeah, she's but, so over it from the second they get there. Like, But they have I a they it. have an informant. That's why they're there. They they get the informant who gives the x-rays of, like... Not only did was there a, a defect on last mission someone is sabotaging things mm-hmm. and we need the FBI to intervene because, you know, NASA's a the government agency and so they're there to, like, you know, research it. They instantly, like, to barely do any work at all and instantly find out from one of the, uh, what is she, she's the she's the mission controller or something? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, I don't know what her... Mission Control yeah. Communications Commander, the most, like, annoying Michelle title it's, it's Susanna Thompson, uh, Moira Clean from yeah. Arrow. Yay! Yeah, so she, she's, like, in charge of launch. Yeah. She, she runs the show besides, um, well, she's, like, I guess Belt is the, you know, mission, I guess the uh, the pioneer guy. But he, she's yeah, he's, the like, the shuttle program director, I guess. Yeah, so she's kind of just calling the shots while he, like, made the game plan. Mm-hmm. And so she is, 
like the informant because of of course she can't just be concerned as a person. Her fiance is one of the people on yeah. board of the shuttle, so that's her motivation. Well, like, that's fine. She though, they get because... to like give her a cool role, and then it becomes just like her. Well, I do like it's her saving him, but it's still like oh my god, she could have just been a moral person. How else do we have Belt tell her to stop being such an emotional woman and make her run crying from the room if she's not engaged to one of the astronauts? Like. That's a really organic choice. That was still choice, super upsetting, too. And he was still being a really yeah, shitty guy. It was like she ugh. was calling him out on being shitty. But so she she's like, fuck this. Like, something is happening. I can't allow my fiance or any of the men on there to go up and just die mm-hmm. because that's what's basically going to happen. So she contacts uh, Mulder and Scully. They do a basic, like, research and instantly find out, like, oh, uh,. Colonel Belt is claiming complete, like, compliance, and he's like, everything's fine. Chill out, guys. I, I wouldn't be doing this. I was an astronaut. I wouldn't be putting them in space if I wasn't really sure it was going to be okay. But then they do a little more digging, and they find out that, like, he actually hasn't ordered any kind of over, over like, um, uh, re-examination of things, like security checks, because... He is now aware there's a problem, but he's not doing anything to fix it, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're like, okay, he's now kind of being shady, and they want to figure out what's going on with Belt. And, I mean, before the first half of the episode's even done, they are, you know something's up with the dude, because he's just, like, lurking above them as they're talking to other people, like, listening to their conversation. Well, I mean, they, they cast Ed Lauer. You knew something was gonna happen <laughs> yeah, exactly. anyway. He looks like an alien. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Villain, the end. Him, it's like, like yeah. he's he's a guy who's being possessed, but you know he's gonna be the guy who's being possessed because he's Ed Louder. In fact, they had to make him possessed by actually putting another face on him because they were already like he looked a little possessed to begin with. Right? <laughs> he make yeah. Him super. Like, and I say that in the best possible way. He's a great character actor, but he looks menacing. That's kind of why they cast him. I'm sure. Well, and he also um, he looks like an astronaut. Also, he does. Like, he, he always really look has like the a, look. Some kind of a he, government official. He's definitely played a sergeant in multiple things. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he's a colonel in this. So he's... I love the Colonel Belt, too. They weren't even subtle about the fucking character names. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. Uh, so, so Colonel Belt is now, like, fully, like, a suspect to them as far as they're concerned. Because, you know, of course Mulder's like, I don't think he'd do this. He's too good a guy. Yeah. He's, like, my childhood <laughs> hero. It's like, fucking Mulder! Like, any other episode, Mulder would have been like, this guy, this is a conspiracy. Yeah. Like, this is the government, like, in on itself. Because there is a bit in the beginning where he says, like, uh, the reason why it might be, like, there are three options here, which is the whole, like, you know, Mulder takes charge and tries to tell Scully how it is, which, again, I disliked, but he was like, uh, it's either... Uh, some, someone who's anti-science, who wants to take down the shuttle, anti-big big, big sp- spending because it's so expensive to put a shuttle in space, or it's NASA's self-sabotage because they don't want you to know about aliens and <laughs> that they've been, like, purposely ruining their ships so that, like, they can't actually do any space, ex- space exploration because aliens have worn them off. Mm-hmm. Or they're doing it's more secretive and these are just the for show ones to make people think they're not really in space talking to aliens. Like, there are so many <laughs> options there for Mulder. But, like, he drops those three options because they have Belt, like, on the hook. And they're like, okay, this is the guy who's really doing it. Yeah. Um. So it kind of is self-sabotage, but it's, like, you know, self-possessed self-sabotage. So it's a little bit different, I guess. And um, he he doesn't want to believe it's him, but they quickly figure out it is him. Um, it, it, though it's weird because at first I thought maybe we were like being misled until we start seeing this like creepy face on the dude's like ceiling. So I don't know. We should. You were saying it's like the Mars face, I guess. Yeah, it's a. It's par- kind of like a darkened Paradola, version. It's a. There's a rocks like a rock structure on the surface of Mars that in some photographs looks like a face, right? But in other photographs it doesn't because the shadows fall in a different direction. 
So people have taken this to be like, there's a face on Mars, like it was constructed by someone who lived there, right? It was a common conspiracy theory that there were there was a Martian race and they constructed this likeness of themselves. Or um, sometimes it's like there was a human race that presence on Mars that mm-hmm. <laughs> built their own face. That's... If you remember the, <sighs> I'm trying to think, it was the Val Kilmer Mars movie, I think. It was a plot point. His face was oh, built yeah, by a what is it? Uh I don't remember that, but I... I know what you're talking about. Hold on one second. There were the two, they came out the same year. One had Val Kilmer and the other one did not have Val Kilmer. Mm -hmm. Red Planet. Yeah, they were both terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's like a common conspiracy theory. And that's actually what Chris Carter was like. That's where he got the idea. But like, okay, so there's a face on Mars. So there's a presence that inhabits this guy. They literally never in the episode tell us why this alien is doing any of this shit. We don't even know the name or the, the... The whole... Situation. Bedroom ceiling scene is the last scene I remember before I fugued out. <laughs> well, well, that's gonna way. be. Sc- it was very like that was actually the, the a very what was it called? It's like scary stories. Like that, there was like a book when we were younger. Scary I stories don't know. to tell in the dark. Yeah, yeah, that's like the vibe I was getting from that face. Yeah, like, it it's a terrible just effect contours. too. Like it's it just was. like all of a sudden this guy's face turns like like gray scale and like blurry, so it looks like the the face on Mars photo. But and it's, it's like real deep, deep shadows for his eye sockets. Yeah, and stuff. It's but little, it's also it's very like, they also show gaunt. him going back to his apartment one night and getting a bottle of vodka out of the freezer and like drinking the whole thing. Oh, I didn't see that. So <laughs> see, I didn't remember parts like, of this episode. Well, because I was like, did he just pull a water bottle out of there? And then they put he puts it down, and the label clearly says in like three inch letters, vodka. And I was like, oh my god! <laughs> of course it does. So like oh, he d- he doesn't show up the next day when they're having problems and they go to his apartment to get him and he's fucking drunk and i'm like okay was he actually possessed by anything or is he this just is what i mean an alcoholic it's almost like a really complicated like um like allegory for mental illness mm-hmm. or something it was kind of disturbing in that way because it felt like they were and then never solved it like most episodes i mean a lot of episodes of the show they don't yeah solve, they put a little button but, on the end where yeah like they they realize the real reason even if it's not a very solvable crime yeah or like Here, there's Mulder says it was it was Okay, so that was totally an alien we saw in that guy's face. And she's like, are you kidding me? He was so drunk. He's, like, late-stage alcoholic, whatever. Like, mental illness kind of a thing. But this had nothing yeah. like that. Oh, my God. Well, he was clearly... They were diagnosing him with dementia by the end of mm-hmm. it. So maybe that's what it was. Maybe. But they never really explained they that. Yeah. Well, by the end of it, who's even paying attention? Like, you've lost like, your entire <laughs> audience. So, I mean, we're going to, we keep skimming along. I mean, we're already at the point, if we if we pick up where we were, where they, you know, they figure out that there was something wrong with the ship, they all figure out a way. He, at the last minute, gets them to safety. Mm-hmm. Colonel Belt does, goes home, passes out drunk. Come, like, he sleeps in the next morning, and there's even more problems. The oxygen's running out. Yeah, they're doing and... the Apollo 13. They heard a thump, and now the oxygen tank is leaking. No, this is, this is like, 35 minutes into the episode. Yeah. 30 minutes into the episode, so we really just jumped past, because I swear to God, at least... None of the middle. None of it. Like, there were, like, two to three minutes at a time where it was just, like, old stock footage of, of shuttles going up into the air. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. And then there was other bits where, like, we literally had the Michelle woman, the, the shuttle launch lady. She was just breeding 30 seconds. 
60 seconds. Like, that's how we were waiting until, she, like, we just sat there and waited the full third. I'm like, really? Yeah. We're watching this in real time? So, like, that's the kind of, like, level of, of slowness. Which is, I mean, like, I enjoy a show that's paced slow. I've watched all of Breaking Bad. It was just great. Mm-hmm. But, like, there are certain elements you need to pay off that kind of slow pace, and this episode never does it. It just, it just drags along and yeah. stays it's dragged It's so along clearly a filler time. episode that they just wanted to throw out there with no and spend no money on it and it just it's so obvious like um there's a couple well, they of did spend a bunch of money on it yeah that's yeah. the best part is they built that whole mission control thing and it cost them a bunch of money like it was garbage it was it <laughs> like, was total garbage i am such a big x-files fan i'm such a big nasa fan and for me to be like uh like that's really like next level but they didn't even need, they could have just stayed in his office and mm-hmm. never even bothered with the mission control stuff. Or just shown close-ups of just, like, one girl, one woman at a, at a station directing things. You didn't need the full set. Yeah. The set was almost irrelevant because... Or, like, I mean, like, okay, if there really were an investigation, like, NASA sabotage is, like, a huge fucking deal. Especially this is post-Challenger. Like, it would have been a, an enormous thing, like, if she had gone to anybody at all, like... There's no way that Mulder and Scully would have gotten out of the FBI building well, without somebody and, well, hearing I, about it. I want to before I agree with you, and it's also crazy because when they first meet up with her, like deep throat style, she like doesn't even walk right directly to them. It's not even deep throat style. No, so like they're just sitting on stairs. <laughs> but she like tries to like misdirect that she's meeting them, yeah. and she's very hush hush. And then like instantly, she like brings them back to the space, like, and they're to walking the, around to inside Dallas. Mission Control. Yeah, like so I'm like, what was the need for the secrecy? You literally just like invited threw that them out in. the door, and then they they're like wandering around. They go and they talk to like um one of the people that built the component. Like, where did they get oh, this access? Guy. Like, the story could have been a lot more exciting if they didn't have that access. If they had to work outside of like the actual structure of NASA, so they're watching all this. This was better when it was an episode of Lois and Clark. <laughs> Yeah, probably was. I mean, this yeah. was definitely That not... was, like, the first episode of S. Lowe's and Clark, this whole thing. Yeah, pretty much. It's just... Like, sabotaging, like, the space thing and everything. And it's not too expensive, mm-hmm. that it's just nonsense. And they're not just counting down for, like, minutes on end. <laughs> Why do we have to watch the countdown? And know. also... Not only did we watch it in mostly real time, I don't think it was actually real time. So I think we just had to w- wait and watch her, like, wait 10 seconds and then say 30 yeah. seconds. And then, like, I don't think we even watched the full. So, like, I'm like, why is this even happening? And there were, just cut. There were a lot of filler shots where they, like, they go to somebody's face, like, to react to something, but they're not actually reacting to something. They're just standing there before the next person says their line. It's just, it's an atrocious episode. And I think it, it really also, the, the the set that they built for it was probably a huge hindrance as well, because this show is really good at, um, like, making the 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 massive seem personal. Mm-hmm. Like, the outer space stuff seem like a personal, that's what's so scary about it at times. Yeah. It's like a personal attack on, on, like, little people in the suburbs or little people in the, in the Midwest or something, like, people who aren't normally like, in danger because they're not in a big city or something, even though they plenty are people in big cities that are also in danger in this. But, you know, like, for the most part, it's like anybody could be targeted. Instead, we have, like, this mission control thing, though, that's so impersonal. Like, even, like, the Mulder and Scully bits, they're, like, up alone on a platform, like, 20 feet in the mm-hmm. air, separate from everything, and they have, like, two or, wor- two or three words edgewise, and most of it's just Mulder paraphrasing what they're saying, and it's all mumbo-jumbo, like, NASA speak. Yeah. So I'm like, I did not sign up to watch this. This is not the same show that I was watching last week. Like, right. it, it's crazy. What was like, the episode? Well, I don't even know what the last before this. I should one. figure that out. I don't know. The next one's Fallen Angel, which is definitely a, a change of pace. Uh, sure. yeah, and remember. a real high point too. I think with uh, Max Fennig. 
Yeah, that's where the that's kind of where the show finds its feet, actually. Yeah. I mean, it was already decent before that, but like that, that's where it really kind of kicks in the mythos stuff and sort of like goes goes from there pretty much. Yeah. But, I like, have a question. Mm-hmm. Sure. When does it kick in and have it so that not everyone's sleepwalking through their lines? <laughs> well, um, this is her first acting role, so probably not till season two, I think. She gets a lot better toward the end of season one, but... I, I found Jillian to be the better one, honestly, yeah, of the pairs, oh, no, I'm Jillian. saying. Duchovny is never really, like... That's kind of his shtick. Yeah, he's always kind he of detached. Always detached. The one before I'm gonna this... offend so many people, but it's it's not good acting from anyone. I'm talking even, like, supporting actors who I know, like, just knowing from other things, mm-hmm. are good actors. Well, uh, oh, Susanna Thompson, I thought, did pretty well with the material i mean it's shit material but um i thought she was pretty good ed louder i normally love him i don't know what the fuck he was thinking like he didn't do anything in uh, either like he what barely was the, did what anything. was it when he had the attack under the desk what was it that he having like a seizure I don't it's know tearing me that. apart he screams and i'm like okay <laughs> that's like the most cliched line <laughs> in the entire world apart, it's tearing me apart and okay I'm like, oh, so man the episode before this was ice too, yeah which is a, a rapid change of base because talk about like uh well that might have still had a decent budget because it was like on mm-hmm. the ship and everything but it was mostly a bottle episode where they're all stuck in the ship bottom and everything right that's ice, ice is that's the one where that no they're in the parasite. they're at the north pole South yeah, Pole? with a parasite. Yeah, but they're the par- in like the ship container. Yeah, they're in the inside or... the container village thing, and uh, yeah. yeah, they've got the worms. <laughs> it's basically the thing. It's the thing. It's the, the spoon right. It's the, the thing. thing, and it's got Xander Berkeley and Felicity Huffman, so it's got a really great uh, supporting cast. And it's um, Duchovny is really good in that because he gets to be like really like screamy. He's. I think Duchovny's at his best when he's yeah very very emotional mm-hmm. because then he actually has to like do more because a lot of the show and I will say the toy the one thing I do appreciate is the show knows that that is his shtick mm-hmm. and they make fun of it relentlessly like yeah. they really do know that he is a very very <laughs> like he a deadpan. lot of people do notice that by him very deadpan doesn't really give a lot like there are certain like what was I'm, I'm trying to think of the episode I think it is it might be if it's not bad blood it's probably something like bad blood where it was maybe like home or something where it's like imagine going through your entire life looking like that which is the episode i can't think of what it is they cut to uh him just standing there in like his ridiculous like long coat coat and like suit looking like Duchovny, and like has like one leg up and literally oh, is like striking a pose no that's and the, just, like, that's um humbug no not humbug the humbug, one with the maybe. circus right yeah, that might be Humbug. Is that Humbug? Um, I that sounds even more traumatizing than the one we just watched. <laughs> There's good. multiple ones. With all... How many clowns are in that goddamn episode? There are no clowns. It's no circus clowns, freaks. Yeah. That's even, that's even worse. <laughs> the worst show ever. Oh, it's the please. best show ever. I'm sorry. Yeah, it you is have really to want traumatizing, that, though. though. Like, my sister is not a fan at all, and I used to just... I mean, I was obsessed with it growing up. And, uh, like, I would have a friend friend or two over every week to watch the new episode and she'd be like don't fucking talk to me <laughs> she would well, accidentally watch part of an episode and be like do not fucking talk to me ever again i've mentioned this to most people that know me is that i actually watch this and most episodes live mm-hmm. which if you do the math on me that's not a good thing because <laughs> i was in kindergarten because you're my age yeah. so <laughs> And <laughs> compare and contrast yeah. how that exposure worked. Yeah, so <laughs> I watched this. It was I watched it with, with my dad. He didn't realize that it was not great to show me because I think he thought I was too young to notice what was happening, mm-hmm. and I did notice what was happening. But um, 
I, I didn't, like, love it at first because it was scary, but then, like, later episodes are a lot funnier and they have a lot more, like, you. it's actually very, very, like, approachable compared to, like, some of the... I think season one especially has a very dark tone. And the show definitely keeps that in, in certain, like, plots and arcs, mm-hmm. but it becomes a lot lighter in a lot of episodes as compared to just, like, there's... I think all of season one is just relentlessly dark. I don't think there's really much humor even compared to other seasons for sure yeah um but uh so anyway so i watched this when i was i I think kindergarten first grade um but i i was obsessed with it this is like he was my first crush like i was a huge (laughs) like fan of it and i think it's one of those things like it really it just depends on what you what you get out of it like i happened to watch the right amount of episodes to be scared of it but then want to revisit it Mm -hmm. when i was older and understood a little bit more what was going on um, but I was the right age for, like, the movie, because I went and saw the movie as if, I think I was, like, a teen. I don't know. I think it's, I mean, I'm the same person that saw, um, The Sixth Sense in theaters, which, again, I was 11. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> probably not a great idea. But, so, like, I, I, you have to have a, but it's weird, because the same thing happened to me, Latoya, that happened, like, with E.T., is I am, hi- like, hi- like, absolutely horrified by Mm E.T. Like, I could see, uh, uh, just hear the voices in the soundtrack and it's enough for me to be like, get away. So this show definitely captured a lot of, like, children of the 90s fear, I think. Because it was terrifying. They they tried outwardly to be terrifying. And that's why this this episode's so weird because it is such a terrifying concept that all this, like, something going wrong in space is a very real threat. And I think it's interesting because more recently we've had a ton of movies about that kind of, like, um, I mean, we've always had movies about it, but especially in the last couple of years, you know, the, the dangers of space travel and stuff has been a huge plot point in several, you know, Oscar-nominated movies. And instead of, like, focusing on that, they focus on just, I don't even understand, like, so, a man's struggle with being maybe possessed. <laughs> but, like, the, the problem here is that I keep, we keep going back to... The show has done plots just like this a million times. Like, this is a very familiar, someone gets possessed and then tries to kill a bunch of people or sabotage something. But they just did such a terrible job of it, and I just don't understand. Even in the first season, there was probably something comparable. It's so boring. I think it comes from a place of there's no motivation for the sabotage. Like, at all. Like, we have absolutely no understanding of why any of this is happening. It's just happening. Like... Even or what it is, like, like every other monster of the week, we understand that there's an underlying reason that's motivating them. But here, there's nothing. It's just a drunk guy. Like, give me a chupacabra. At least we know the basic story of what the hell's wrong with mm-hmm. the chupacabra. We don't yeah. know. All we know is there's a kind of weird looking face that might have come from outer space or <laughs> might just be a thing haunting him. Like I'm telling you, the episode where Skinner gets like uh, attacked by a legitimate what is it succubus. Uh, Succubus makes more sense logically than this. Well, stuff. yeah, because you know what drives a succubus? She she needs to have exactly. to steal energy from people. But like, what the face on Mars? What does it need? What does it want? What are its hopes and dreams? We have no idea. You don't. I mean, I wasn't even confirmed that it was a space like a, a face from Mars until like we really get the ending where you're like, I guess they were confirmed it is because up until that point it might have been just like a like a like imagination like his imagination going crazy. Or well, something. but she. Susanna Thompson, uh, I also see completely it. have forgotten her character name. She sees Michelle. the face. She it like runs her off the road. I don't. Which was and then the, but the then astronauts thought, okay. on the shuttle see it. It like surrounds their cabin. Like it's. So let's get back to that. So she gets run off the road. At that point, I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to become like an act of like haunting, which mm-hmm. I could also get down for. No, they never really fall through no. that. She saw it once. It just goes away. Like me. Yeah. Like, okay. The astronauts see it like 
when their ship, like when after Apollo 13 happens on the space shuttle, they like see it outside the window, but there's like no follow up. Like it doesn't do anything to them. And there was two things that happened here. One, Ed Lauder, when he was in space, he saw it too. So there should be like his like, I mean, he does freak out. He has this terrible scene where he just goes, no. In the middle of mission control, and then like collapses apparently. Well, they, like, cut away. He's like freaking out, and there's like no reaction to what he's doing from anyone else in mission control. And then we just cut away from the scene. Like, okay, what? Yeah, and then they are like, by the way, he collapsed, and they're like, what? But like, and also the second part of that is that the the guys on the spaceship, the the, the crew see this thing or or hear first hear thumps and then see it, mm-hmm. and they the first were like, oh my god, there's something creepy going on here. They just cut away from them, and then like twenty minutes later, they're like, we're we're hearing some weird things up here. I'm like, fuck this! <laughs> if this was like people on a spaceship and there was a ghost outside, you're gonna get that's the whole okay. There are whole movies that are based around hearing people like be traumatized and almost die on phones. Like, that's, like, literally Scream's whole plot. Like, you can hear like, the creepiness of a phone call, which is kind of what Mission Control is at this point, because they don't have any kind of visual. They're just they're just checking in with the, the crew every once in a while. Like, there are some serious, scary shit that could go down by them saying, like, oh my god, it's coming on board. Like, that's scary stuff, like, yeah. thinking about that. Like, you don't need a visual because your, your brain's gonna do it. It's cheap, there's no money needing on a big, huge Mission Control set. Instead, they're just like, it's kind of weird up here, guys. Are we gonna get going or what? Like, I'm like, there's no reaction. I mean, there's a little bit at first when they're like freaked out, but later it's, on, he just doesn't care. It's like Dawson Leary saw Hitchcock, was like, "Well, he's wrong about everything," and then <laughs> did the opposite. God, it really is, and it's yeah. just, and he couldn't afford he couldn't afford like real good budget, so he just used like a, 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 a what do you go charcoal pencil to do like overlays for this like <laughs> demon. He, he made Joey do it. He made Joey, he made do, Joey charcoal. do a charcoal pencil of the eyes. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Fucking That's- Dawson Leary. Getting mad at him even when we're talking about X-Files. <laughs> well, it's his fault for most things. Um, <laughs> but so, so like, there's no, there's no Jeopardy here. Because even yeah. though, obviously, the, the real Jeopardy is just genuine, like, space problems. Which is not a very threatening thing because... This show isn't about, like, high-tech space problems, because I don't really understand what's happening. Like, they didn't really <laughs> give me that kind of build-up where it's like, if this goes wrong, it's just sort of like, oh my god, another thing's wrong. Oh my god, another thing's wrong. Oh my god, that's the kind of thing that happens. Where it's like, at least, like, in Interstellar, when shit goes wrong, they explain to you how fucked up it is and yeah. why it's wrong. Yeah. Either before or after it happens. Like, here it's just sort of like, oh, here's another thing that went wrong. So you stop kind of caring because you're like, well, either they're gonna die or they won't. But it's seriously too well, forgo- like, foregone conclusion. When uh, after the first problem is solved and the launch goes successfully and they're leaving, and she runs the mission control lady runs after them to say, and the line is literally something else happened, something else went <laughs> wrong. There's something going wrong. Blah blah blah. Something's broken. It's like the vaguest. <laughs> and that, that was another scene where it made no sense to me because. They, like, have this moment where, like, the thing launches and you're, and you're kind of like, oh, maybe Ed Lauder's not the bad guy? Question mark? Mm-hmm. Because he got, he helped get but them like, there. But, like, is he the bad guy? I don't know! That's what I mean! <laughs> but, like, so that happens. He technically gets them there. Okay, whatever happens. And then, like, like they're <laughs> older fucking fist pumps. And they all, they run out of the room. And then, like, they're, like, like strutting out, like, guess we solved another one, guys. Like, going back to, to uh, mm-hmm. Langley. And then she comes sprinting down the hallway with her coat on, just, like, Guys, something serious has happened, and it's like, 
why not just keep them in the room as that happened? Like, why do we need to see them leave the room and have her run? Like, it's so much, like, space filler. Yeah. It's just not... Yeah, it's... It's well, they're not even at Mission Control. They're leaving their hotel. Like she, she was at oh, home. Oh Jesus! And she comes I didn't even know that. But that's even worse. And it's like every every single moment in this episode, you can think oh, of a God. thousand different ways to rewrite it to make it more exciting and just better. So well, I want to get to the part. Well, obviously, we said he goes like no, <laughs> screams out like a, like a haunted no. It's a very. It's actually the creepiest acting of the episode because it was very like bizarre, mm-hmm. a choice for Ed Lauder to do. Um, then we, off screen, he collapses. We don't even see him collapse, which would have been, like, the actual build-up to something that we would have liked to see, right. but instead we just hear he <laughs> collapse. And then they go running off. But they're, first they're in the middle of researching, like, more about, like, whether or not he's sabotaging things. And they figure out that he also had done something to the Challenger. Yeah, the O-ring failure was, he had ordered, a. He ordered, it was like, the other thing where he ordered the evidence that something was wrong, that there was a flaw. Don't bring the fucking Challenger into yeah, this. Like, that's... that was insane. Yeah. I was like, is this serious? Because this is not even that far after it happened. Like, this is what, five, six years after that happened? Uh, yeah, six or seven, I think. Six, that, that's too too soon. He, Way too soon for them. Yeah, no, but it like, was, and I, at the time, I remember that was a thing. Like, people were like, that's gross. Like, don't, <laughs> don't fucking And that was that. like. Most of the people watching this probably watch that live, so they're like, what the fuck are they talking about? But, like, they they basically put the Challenger crap, well, explosion on Ed Louder. Like, he was the reason why it blew up. Yeah. Which is like, that's a real thing to happen. You don't need to do that. Just put a fake name. The co-opting of real life tragedy for, and it's not even, like, entertainment, whether it's good or shitty, it's always terrible. But for it to be something this egregiously shitty is just, like, my god, why would you... Why would you do and that? And it's not even like they're using it to like talk about a huge conspiracy. They're just like, does one guy fuck some stuff up? Yeah. Like, way to, like, like the, cheapen it uh, to... Ugh. It's like the opposite of the 9-11 backstory for a cop character. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just sort of yeah. like, oh... He At did- least those are so ridiculous that it's just like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, that's just... But it's almost like they were just like, oh, yeah, like, on 9-11, he, he slept in. Like, that was how close it was. Like, oh, shit. It's like, no. And now he'll never forgive himself. Yeah, like, I don't fuck. Like, I don't want to know that. Like, this is too small a thing. Yeah. Like, if you're going to involve that, make it a bigger deal. That was almost just sort of like. And even like, the way Mulder and Scully react, they should have been like, what the fuck? Yeah. Instead, they're just like, wow. <laughs> like, oh, okay. That's kind of weird. I'm like, what? I'm like, this is a real. Blinders. Like, oh my god. It was just. Ridiculous. I'm impressed that both Jillian and, and David were not freaked. Like, that was. I, I, for acting, like, that wasn't that big a deal. I can't even imagine. That's just gross. But. Well, isn't uh, Scully's whole thing that, that she just acts like all of it's not a big deal, which is ridiculous because they're fucking aliens every single episode? Yeah. Well, she does always. She does always, like, try and approach things objectively, but I agree. She does sort of. I mean, it's, it's tough because that's the biggest criticism of the show, and it definitely hold some merit, but it's it's one of those things you don't notice as much upon rewatch because even though she doesn't really like, you know, believe as much as Mulder does, she always like goes along with it, but she's always just trying to advocate like, you know, the scientific hypothesis yeah, theory stuff where it's let's approach it as a case instead of just saying, It's the aliens <laughs> every time. She's <laughs> like, it's probably aliens, but let's still be rational about this and talk about it in like a very scientific way so that when we go with proof we'll have the most intense proof we can find. Mulder would just as happily write like, It was aliens LL like every time <laughs> and like that would be their case files and they would just get shut down where she's like, Here's all the real evidence. What we suggest is it's probably something else, but 
you know, worst case scenario, now we have all this proof right. that we can use. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's still, you have, it's a lot of suspension of disbelief, but this episode didn't do a lot to, to dissuade that because she's just so un- unfazed by, like, the challenger being this guy's fault. Like, that should be a huge deal to people, I would imagine, but... Well, so other, I, her, I mean, her reactions in this whole thing are really off, and I, I mean, like, it's... Because this is clearly fucking aliens! Yeah, yeah. well, they're... Uh, a ghost Mulder or saves something. the face on the on the dude when the dude collapses. Uh, Susanna Thompson. She's right there. The she must. The dude. Scully must see it too. Scully is literally crouching right next to the dude's face. Like there's no way she didn't see it. And also the weirdest thing, like the reason that I like keep calling it sexist garbage is not only does he keep translating for her what people are literally saying right in front of her. He, the guy collapses. Scully is a medical doctor, as she repeatedly tells us throughout the run of the series. And Mulder <laughs> is like, I'll take over first aid. Like, <laughs> What in the fuck? It's so messed up. What do you think he's doing? If anybody does do the unspeakable and try to watch this episode again, there is actually a really funny thing where the guy's laying on the, on the ground and the paramedics are there. And uh, they're pulling out the paddles to shock him. And Mulder is just, like, David Duchovny is just sitting there <laughs> with his hands on the dude's chest, like, caressing him. <laughs> He's just so like, messed up. Can I, can I talk about another great moment like that? Because there's another, yeah. I didn't think you were going to go that specific, but I'll go there. Uh, there's a great moment where after the, the girl, the Michelle gets wrecked in the car, and she's, like, get, they, get, they pull her out of the car, because she's, like, the car has been flipped, and they had to pull her out from underneath it. She, like, gets pulled out, and she's, like, lying on on the ground, and Scully's like, you have to get to a hospital, because that's Scully's line. <laughs> and then, uh, and she's like, no, I have to go to Houston for the launch, because there's all that shit going. Of course, another thing has gone wrong. And she's she tries to stand up, and Mulder helps her, but Duchovny helps her in the weirdest way. He, like, he, he like, squats, and then, like, I'm trying to, I'm gonna try and give you a visual. He, like, wraps his arms around her, like, uh, torso so that their chests are flat against each other and he's squatting doing this and then just stands straight up so she pulls up like a rag doll. Like it's the weirdest way to pick someone up I've ever seen in my life. Like you hold under their arms. That's like the whole yeah. deal or you or you lift them. Instead he literally just holds her torso and lifts her up like a rag doll like like flush to his chest. It's the we- it was like the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I might have been looking at it wrong but I think that's how he lifts her up. That's okay, what it looked was- to me. Yeah. And it felt, I mean, she was obviously injured, but, like, Jesus, Mulder, like, or just do the classic guy thing, which she didn't look that heavy, pick up her, what is it, back and, and between her, her, uh, behind her knees, and just carry her. Like, there were so many other ways to do it. Between her legs, I think that's something a little different. (laughs) Between her knees. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, well, it's the company, you know. Just reach in there Um, between her legs, yeah. Oh, <laughs> sex jokes. Um, so oh, speaking uh, so, of which, though, I do want to point out, like, I'm I'm a shipper from way way back. Like, I've I firmly believe that these two characters were fucking the entire run of the show. Like, I don't care what anybody a popular else says about conspiracy it. theory. And you, yes. I have proof. If you see some them, intent shipping, <laughs> I have some proof. Wait, if what? you if you see that, it's proof. I'm gonna call it proof. Oh my <laughs> um, god! On a cart at the very very beginning, uh, when they're being driven to <laughs> to mission control. It's so stupid. So they're, they, like, spend the entire time, like, checking out each other's mouths and chests, like, the whole time. I was like, what? I looked up, because I had already lost interest by this point. Yeah. And I looked up, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, they're going to fuck on that cart. Like, that guy's going to be like, okay. 
I love it. Well, the, I mean, they were never really subtle up. I mean, he's always been, like, it's just more, like, Scully's kind of, like, calm down Mulder yeah. about everything. <laughs> no, but... Although Mulder's had I'm serious. Of if you're, I'm serious. It's the conspiracy's real, guys. It's, Someone has to be serious. The truth is out there. <laughs> yes. Um, so, anyway, as he, after he collapses, his no happens, the challenger is his fault, which I was just like, fucking yikes. Yeah. And um, uh, he admits full responsibility, but he tells them... Uh, which was like, okay, I guess that's gonna happen. Like, why are they just suddenly, like, letting this all... Like, it's just, like, even at the end, like, the, the whole... The, all of the conflict could have been him trying to, like, really be crazy now and not let them know. Mm-hmm. But he just admits responsibility and it's like a balloon pop. Like, meh. But it's in the... Okay. It's like popping a balloon, but it doesn't pop. It just deflates. Like, that's kind of the episode. Yeah. And then, um, so he, he says, like... That yes, I did this. I did all of this because it got me or something. Which we don't even know what it is, but he, something got him and it possessed him. But he's warning them that they won't re- they won't survive reentry. And then the creep. That's when the creepy face comes back on his face. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michelle, however, is like fuck this. I don't care what he's saying. They have to come down. They're not. They're running out of oxygen. They have thirty minutes left exactly to do what they can do <laughs> before they can just come back down yeah. to earth. And um, at the last minute, like she leaves, starts doing that. And they cut back to Ed Louder, and he says, uh, like, BTW, change the trajectory 35 degrees. And I'm like, why wouldn't you have said that? Like, for, like there were so many things I had so many... Ugh. Like, it was this whole, like, dragging information out of him was so difficult. Yeah. And then, like, at the very end, it's like, alright, here's everything you need to know. Like, to the degree. Like, it was just it's, sort of irrelevant. It's like, why do we watch all that lead up? It is terrible writing. And then so she, so Mulder goes running back into the mission control with Scully, but Mulder's screaming, you have to change it to 35 degrees. And this is like some schlub from like the FBI and like NASA mission control just changes the space mm-hmm. trajectory. I'm like, okay, fine. The trajectory is now 35 degrees. They're going to Albuquerque. I was like, Jesus Christ. Although I was like sitting there, I'm like breaking bad jokes, breaking bad <laughs> jokes. Like oh my god, this is yeah. the, that's where the that's where the uh, the the teddy bear goes in the pool. But like uh, so they go to Albuquerque and they're like they're, they go dead again. Where like the mission control can't talk to them for like they go dark or whatever for five minutes, and we have to of course sit there in real time waiting for them to come back on. And then they're like, does anybody know a good place to eat in Albuquerque? I'm like Jesus Christ, they're cracking jokes after we just watch this. That's because and like that's cool, Mora. But Ed Lauder's not cool. Ed Lauder just, after that, jumps out a hospital window. <laughs> like, what's the least cool thing you could ever do? Because later on, he goes to the hospital. Obviously, he's been sick. Well, first of all, like, Michelle now takes, I guess, control of most of the situation. Mm-hmm. And she's at the press conference. She now is lying through her teeth like he was. Which I'm like, is that supposed to mean that, like, she's possessed now? I don't know. Well, they yeah, never really is, give you anything. Like, he, they have, there's a press conference after all these things go bad, and he's basically like, oh, yeah, everything's fine, it's perfect, it's wonderful. And she gets upset, and I'm like, well, what, literally, what else is he gonna say? Right. Like, he can't go out there and be like, we fucked a bunch of shit up, like, nobody is gonna listen to that. And even Mulder is sort of like, like, and then there's a moment where Scully's like, what do you think of your childhood here and now? I'm like, he's doing his fucking job. Like, what do you, I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> Like has anyone- dick thing to say honestly? It was like especially if he has dementia because that's what the answer like that's how they ended it up like why would you say that that's a horrible yeah. right and but like whether it's an alien or dementia right and then the weird thing is like him doing that press conference like 
what do you think that people in this industry have to do? Like, that's like every industry has to do press conferences where they're pretending everything's yeah. cool. Yeah. Like, stock prices matter. You work God. for the FBI! You should know this! Exactly! You're a grown-ass woman! Well, you and, it's, a stock and they're portfolio. there because they, if any, there's any kind of formal investigation, like, NASA's gonna get shut down. Like, the shuttle program is dead. Exactly. And then they're all, like, shocked and appalled that he's like, everything's fine, we're so great. Like, what the fuck? But, like, I understand that, and I can understand them, like, you know, behind the scenes, like, him, like, losing his cool and telling them why he is this way. Mm-hmm. But to act like they're all shocked and confused about why he would do that, I'm like, so basically you're saying these are all adults who don't understand the concept of, like, you know, good PR. I'm like, that's crazy. Although it is Fox Mulder. Is they're secret them. agents! Yeah. Well, Fox Mulder is, like, the He's least, the least secret person agent in the world. of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Not just that, like, Fox Mulder is the first person, if, if it was up to him, he'd be on, like, Fox News saying, hi, it's Fox here aliens are real everybody like go to your shelters like we're gonna be possessed like all, every week there's something that fox wants to tell the news in the world about like he, it's always scullied it's like we have to like keep things under wraps because people could get killed if we just go public with everything but fox is always the one that's like my sister mm-hmm. <laughs> he wants everything to be public which i get like those are the two different sides of the coin but to, to suddenly act like that's such a new concept in this episode specifically is like, no, it's just a big scale version of what you already do. It's just keeping things, you know, quietly and, um, you know, as if nothing's happened. It's a bullshit uh, slogan is just keep calm and carry on, but that's what it is. Like, they have to be completely, you know, chill about this or else, like, millions of dollars will, right. and nobody will be able to go back into space. Yeah. Like, fuck this one shuttle, nothing's <laughs> gonna happen from now on. Um, but so they end up in, in Albuquerque, everything's good, she lies at the press conference, but meanwhile, Belt is at the hospital watching the press conference, and the fucking, the face is back. So, like, so, like, he he's getting punished for being the good guy now, or yeah. And then does the does him jump and then he jumps out a window to chase the face <laughs> question mark? Yeah, is or he stop is it? he trying to kill himself so the thing can't do any more damage? Is he trying to catch the thing? Like I don't well, bef- understand. Before he before he jumps, there's a couple things that happen. The thing the the thing floats away like a like a ghostly <laughs> premonition thing, which is like a big white like jizz stain like in the middle of the sky and he goes jumping out the window to try and, and he's like touching after it like 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 come back almost and and it doesn't it just like hovers out like in the 50 stories up mm-hmm. and he just i guess jumps out after it but i can't tell if it's like luring him out there or he's just like fuck it or yeah. he's like i'm gonna get you there's so many questions there yeah like i can't t- yeah was it a sa- like a self-sacrifice or and no offense to ed louder i don't think the acting is very good there because i don't know what his motivation is besides Besides being confused and then jumping out a window, and I mean that could have been that that could have been the first bit of the episode, and then everything else could have been like everything else before yeah. after that happened. I think like, there was so I less. think there was an interesting story here. I think Chris Carter just did not ever find it. <laughs> like it's no, just not at all. It's just it's all boring. It's like you're watching the parts you don't want to hear about in the the, the beginning part of an episode of the X Files. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, this is like like what gets them to go to a place. Instead, it's just this is the, the wrap-up to what they've done in a place, which is not very interesting. Yeah. So, they never really saw that, but, I mean, to me, I'm like, well, okay, the creepy face is now gone. Did it go to the grave with him? Or did it go to her? Because she's also seen it at this point, even yeah. though she's never seen it again, but... Uh, question mark? <laughs> I don't know. I still don't even know what it was. I guess it was an alien, but it could have been a ghost. 
Is it, are, are those are those astronauts going to be haunted like he was? Because they also they saw, all it, saw it. Yeah, it was there with them on the shuttle. Like, maybe it'll be in the miniseries. Maybe they'll revisit. Oh, fucking God. So then they have his funeral <laughs> afterward. Well, first of all, uh, before we get to that, I want to get to the sexist shit again. Because there's another bit where the like there's the wrap up in the in their uh, offices where they're talking about how tough a week it was like every week, and uh, Mulder's like trying to defend him pretty much just like look he was doing what he could he was an astronaut too he gave his life to this mm-hmm. and then he says one of those bullshit like Aaron Sorkin esque lines where he's just like we send those men into space I'm like those men. I'm like, well, he wasn't talking about just that one's crew, because before when they're talking about those guys, they've always been referring to the crew they're all interacting with, mm-hmm. but this was, like, his, he was commenting on the space program at large, and he says, like, we send those men, I'm like, fuck you, women have died in space, too, <laughs> I was like, I, I mean, you're really yeah. mad, and I was like, and we have the woman who's, like, been through the entire episode, basically, like, championing them actually surviving versus Ed Lauder, like, trying to kill them all, and they just, like, it's all about the men. But uh, he's like, those men go into space and they give their lives for this. I think it's something to be honored. He was a, he was an astronaut too, and he gave his life. And Scully just kind of rolls right. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> so bleak. And then there's obviously his funeral. But even though he was a like severely, you know, I guess complicated figure in, in, in NASA at this point, they still give him like you know four star. Well, he's on general, but four star colonel, whatever. Uh, funeral. He's got the jets overhead. And, uh, you know, the, the American flag draped over. I did, like, I mean, there was little bits, at, like, sprinkled throughout that were, like, somewhat vaguely interesting. But mm-hmm. the, the one uh, bit at the very end, I liked the closing, like, uh, shot of them zooming in on the star. Because it's sort of, like, the stars on the American flag or the stars in space. That mm-hmm. was kind of a nice touch, but it felt like... I was like, I was kind of like, oh, that's great. Like, like, as it was happening, like, I was like, nah. That's, like, literally the last shot of the episode. It's the only thing that was at all redeemable to me. Everything else felt completely missable. I Which actually, is sad, because I really love this I show. I looked up who directed this, because I was like, is this the first and the only thing that they ever did? And it turned out it was, like, this Hollywood veteran guy. Like, um, like, super long career at this point when he directed this. And I was just like, what happened, man? Who was like, it? Uh, well, uh, Will Graham is the director. Oh. Well, yeah. Oh. Will Graham. <laughs> um, but, um, sorry. Yeah, he, uh, he did, he actually, he directed the last movie that Elvis did, the last, like, cheesy movie that he did. Um, so he's, like, mm-hmm. he's a competent, he's a good director. It just, I don't, like, every part of this show failed so badly. Everything about it. Yeah. The script is terrible, the directing I mean, it... is terrible, the acting is awful. Just poop all the way I'm around. so sorry. This is your first and only introduction to the X-Files, Latoya. <laughs> yeah, Latoya, I'm, like, knowing uh, now that you are, that you were traumatized by the show, like, I'm glad it was this one that you watched because it's, like, uh, one of the least not traumatizing that much, Yeah, episodes? there's actually not that much scary stuff in it, to be honest. It's I mean, so the face boring. things look creepy, but it's mostly just space shit. Like, there are episodes of this show that are genuinely disturbing. Like, all the black oil stuff is, mm-hmm. or, or was it black? Whatever. Black. And I'm still way. I'm still upset that this episode was so boring because I I love NASA shit like I love mm-hmm. it like m- yeah give me a fake astronaut who was on these iconic missions <laughs> like I would I was totally hey, excited the for monk that, episode just... with Jeffrey Donovan is more interesting than this and that's about astronauts <laughs> that's a great astronaut episode <laughs> I know that's, what that's I'm so saying. good 
Yeah. It's just a classic astronaut villain. Like, if you're gonna have a villain who's an astronaut, he's probably gonna be pretty smart, because it's tough to be an astronaut. Mm-hmm. And instead we have somebody who's just... Like, in fact, he's his first introduced saying, like, there's no way this could really be sabotaged, because there's hundreds of people that look at these things. Right. And that means that, like, one person... It just... He basically says it's not possible, and then he secretly did it himself. So, like... So is that a lie, or is he just that good? That, I'm like, they never even explain that. They just are like, yeah, yeah. whatever. This stuff happens. It's like, ugh. Yeah. Every, it, it felt like every time something happened, you had to try and put the pieces together yourself, and they never really fit. So you were just kind of like, and then something else would happen, and you had to start all over again. And it, by the end of it, the only thing that fit was just like, please make this stop. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I guess, maybe like the, the, the whole, like, uh mission statement of the episode, because mm-hmm. that's kind of what Ed Louder ended up to us. Like, I need this to stop, and he jumped out of fucking hospital window. <laughs> yeah, but that's Jesus, pretty much it. But, I, I mean, we, we all needed... could have jumped out that hospital window. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but uh, we needed to watch this, because I feel like this is one of those episodes that's, like, notoriously insane. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody likes this episode. I think no. the actors have probably even divorced if, themselves from if, it. If I don't think I've ever met anybody who liked this episode. Like, there are people who like three, which, they're wrong, but uh, <laughs> three or yeah, The Field Where yeah. I Died, which is also just garbage nonsense. Um, yes. There are some really terrible episodes, uh, what is uh what's the one with the cats? Teso dos Bichos, is that it? Yeah. The really racist one with the cats. Um and then there's the anything in like the later seasons is always controversial. Mm-hmm. But there's also the the Brady Bunch house episode is But insane. they all have defenders. Like there are people who genuinely like these. I've literally never met anyone who likes this episode. No, this is I mean, I I genuinely that's the one thing I will recommend if you if you like the X Files too, listen to Kamal Nanjiani's podcast, The X Files Files. They um he tends to read reviews of them. I think he skipped this episode because it's so bad because he's like I'm not I'm not watching this again. <laughs> but like he's read reviews from the um the creators and writers of most episodes every time he watches an episode, and like there are episodes where uh, Glenn Morgan will be talking about like uh, ho- like I forget what he was talking about like Jose Chung or something mm-hmm. no not that one uh, whatever one Glenn Morgan uh, Clyde Bruckman for example oh yeah okay. Cl- one of the best episodes of the show if not any show it's it's flawless it's Peter Boyle at his best and he was like eh, I could have done better so like these these writers are very hard on themselves so I think this is one of those episodes that they're all just like yeah we fucked up <laughs> like they all acknowledge it was terrible the actors are probably like, yeah, it was kind of like, I don't know what was happening. They all, they're very quick to acknowledge when they make mistakes, and I feel like this is one of their bigger ones. Yeah. So, I mean, if they have if, if they have issues with writing, they're writing on, like, Clyde Bruckman, can you imagine? I'm sure they must think about this, like, what the hell was happening? <laughs> but most well, of it was, like, Chris Carter. Yeah, Chris Carter wrote this one, and I, if anybody had a polish on it, he, I would be shocked, because it, it has all the hallmarks of a Chris Carter Chris Carter. He's a yeah, crab. It definitely so, does. Yeah. All right. Well, do we have any other wrap up thoughts? Nope. Oh, oh. Latoya. No. Thank you for sticking yes. through, Latoya. You did great. Yes, thank you, Latoya. I... That was that was really been hard to, to watch. watch I had to watch ET for. This. I literally went into a fugue state. Well, that's good. Honestly, I mean, it stinks you had to do that, but I'm glad you were able to be protected. Like, I don't want this to traumatize you further. Well, apparently it has. Oh, no. <laughs> but you get to go on vacation now, so you can chillax. It'll be good. Like push yeah. it out of your brain. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so um, I I recommend 
watching Bad Blood, I know Latoya probably won't, but if you watch this episode and you're like, ugh, I need something else, that's the perfect thing to get it out of your mouth. Um, yeah. Or anything. Jose Chung, I mentioned. Jose Chung is, is great episode. That's my go-to at this point. Bad Blood, I think, is fantastic, it's, but Jose Chung, I think, is, like, even like of, like, an X-Files episode. Bad Blood is so great, though. Even oh if God. you don't want... Yeah, even if you don't want, like, the mythos stuff, those are such standalone, it's like watching its own little Mm mini-movie, and, like, Bad Blood especially is one of those things where it's like, I don't know if you could watch that and not find it charming, even if you don't like this show. So, if you've never seen the show, and you don't want to be traumatized by it, watch that. (laughs) Like, I recommend it, especially after watching this episode, it's a really good change of pace, because it's just so funny. It's just, and Luke Wilson's fantastic, and everybody, and it's great. Let's get the plugs for now, though. So what's up with you, Latoya? I don't know. <laughs> I just, this just broke me. Uh, follow me on Twitter at LaFergs, where I will not talk about X-Files ever again. Besides maybe just to talk about how annoyed I am at people just falling into the trap of the Duchovny-Anderson-PR relationship. <laughs> oh, I'm, all, I'm here. I'm like, trapdoor. Yeah. <laughs> what trapdoor? What are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry, guys, it's not real. <laughs> I've been in that. Sort of burst years. that bubble. <laughs> I will never ever escape it, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> Don't to catch up on your blind gossip. Come on. I know it's not. <sighs> when, when she was divorced, she went to his house and hung out with us. Sorry. <laughs> That's like a thing. People actually know it. It's just, oh, like God, as a right. rational adult, like I am embarrassed. I know by how my stupid behavior, it is. but then at the other, at the same time, it's like. Uh, no, I totally believe it. I'm in that. She pit. literally crashed at his place post divorce. I got makes me uh, okay. Right, moving on. <laughs> I can't think about this much more. It makes me <laughs> stupid. <Nora>. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm trying to help you out by not getting into that level. But yes, yeah. uh, I mean, like, like I said, I watched this since I was in kindergarten. These are like formative people for mm-hmm. me, so I'm very, very weird about them. Um, but okay, <laughs> we'll check you out on, on at Lafergs where you're not talking about the X Files or the relationship. <laughs> uh, and what's up with you, Lisa? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at OC Ferrer, and uh, coming in a couple of weeks, I am starting a new podcast with Carly Lane called The XX Files, where we're going to talk about No! Yeah. <laughs> so Lafer- L- I'll never Lafer- talk to you two ever again. With that, with that Twitter stream at all, but the rest of you can. We're on Twitter at, I think it's uh, The XX Files Podcast. Um, I love it. Yeah, so we're going to be launching in the next couple of weeks, and we hope you guys listen. Oh, I will listen to anyone talking about X Files, <laughs> even if it's Latoya who hates X Files. <laughs> All right, well, stay tuned for that for sure. And as always, I am at Mara E on Twitter. Uh, next week's episode of this show is Latoya's vengeance for this episode. We watched every goddamn episode of Tell Me You Love Me. Oh my god! Oh my god. Happy birthday, Latoya! <laughs> Yeah, guys, that happened. So all of this Latoya being mad about the X-Files, it's like she knew, and she chose that on purpose. So I really recommend... It's not like I went in that situa- situation either, I so... I know, but still, it felt, it, that was traumatizing for us, believe me. But So stay, stay tuned for that. That's going to be a delight. We're going to all bring drinks, and we're going to be belligerent. Um, uh, so that will be next week. Um, but until then, you can find us on Facebook at The Televoid. You can email us at thetelevoid at gmail. Rate, subscribe, review us on iTunes. And uh, see you next week, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks.